welcome back to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I am your host, Derek Malenzak, and this is episode 31 of the podcast entitled, Let's Set Some Fucking Goals. Here we are, back again, week one. I'm really, really excited to be back here with you guys in 2016. I hope you guys had a kick-ass holiday season and winter break. Uh, maybe you had a class you needed to take in the intercession. If so, that's probably wrapped up by now. I hope you did well. I really hope you just got some time to relax and kind of take in the first semester, if it was the first semester that you've been in college, or just sort of reflect back if you've been in the college for a while. And sit there and, and kind of think about what went well, you know, kind of take stock of things. What went well? What didn't go sort of according to plan? And what you want to do this semester, because I am back for an entire new semester of podcasts. So let's get going. All right. So you may have noticed a little bit of uh, a little different sound in the beginning of this podcast. Uh, I know you guys probably really appreciated me just cutting right to uh, getting right into it, but I decided I wanted to do some intro music. I tried to solicit some last semester from you guys. Eh, guess you weren't interested. That's cool. I'll find some myself. So let me tell you a little bit about the uh, intro music today. Uh, it's probably not going to always be the intro music, but I'm really uh, was excited that I got the permission of the band X Number Five to use that clip of that song, which is called So Far Out. X Number Five is a local New Brunswick, New Jersey band from the 90s and uh, was a big part of, uh, you know, when I was in college and sort of just out of college growing up. Um, we used to see a lot of X Number Five shows at the uh, local bars, the Melody Bar before it closed, the Court Tavern. And uh, I had a friend that, I have a friend that played guitar in the band, so that made it extra special. Uh, They have not been together for a little while. Uh, They actually reunited, I believe, last summer. Um, So if you like that, uh, go check out their Facebook page, X Number Five, EX. Um, I'm going to have some different podcast music uh, on the outro friend of mine helping me out with some tracks so if you like that i will have a way to learn more uh, in the show notes today so checking that out too i hope the sound and the production is of better quality this time around i've worked hard over this last break to kind of learn more about editing and um kind of putting the finishing touches on the podcast to kind of sound make it sound a little more produced so i feel good because i know that if i fuck up now i know what to do i could just um edit it out so i think i'll be a little more at ease when i podcast now just kind of having that in the back of my mind i really shouldn't have podcasted the way i did last semester but that's what i needed to do to get the episodes out i hope you appreciated them and got something out of them but i'm really committed to doing more than ever Um, to bring as good a podcast as possible to you in this 2016 year. So a couple of changes uh, to this season. Feedback that I received about last semester has me changing it up to one podcast a week and just including everything that I cover over two podcasts uh, from last semester, it just wrapped up into one. The reason I'm doing this is the feedback said, hey, you know, I really like how I really like your podcast. Uh, I, you know, not as much into the, you know, mental health aspect of it, but so I hadn't been listening to those episodes. So I skipped those. uh, And then it was hard for me to stay on track. And I I thought about that. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I've never listened. I've never subscribed to a podcast where I only listen to half the episodes. So I'm going to try and make each episode something for everybody now. As such, I'm going to be going down from two podcasts a week which I had done last semester, to one podcast a week this semester. I hope you're cool with that. I really want to put more effort. I want to work the entire week on the podcast and then, you know, kind of put it together and make it something that, you know, people were like, wow, you know, this is a, a remarkable improvement over the uh, over earlier editions. So I, I hope you guys uh, feel that way. If you do have any feedback for me, 
uh, please send me an email. I want to hear from you guys. The email address is collegestudentsuccesspodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, so we're going to one episode a week. So we're starting, this is week one for a lot of schools. I hope you're sort of similar schedule with me. If not, it's okay. We'll make the, we'll make do best we can do, right? So then you could probably expect 15 to 16 episodes over the course of the semester, one per week for the 15-week semester. I just haven't figured out what I want to do about spring break yet, if I'm going to do an episode or if I'll take a week off or what. Um, so that'll be as yet to decided. Um, so really, I overall, I'm going to have some refocused energy to stay on track and do what it takes to get to that goal. Um, going down to one podcast per week has made it possible for me to, to really outline the entire season ahead of time, spend a good time, a uh, good amount of time over the break thinking about what I wanted to deliver to you guys. So I have uh, sort of a rough outline of a schedule. Um, I really think this is going to lead to better quality shows that are overall more goal achievement focused than the first go around. I feel like I kind of, because I didn't know week to week what I'd be talking about, uh, my path meandered. And when you're trying something out new, that's expected, and I was fine with that. But now that I've, I have the perspective, I think that having an outline for this type of podcast, at least for most of the shows, I do have a few shows that I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. And that's cool because I know that there's going to be topics that come up that I'm not thinking about right now that I'm going to want to address. Some of the topics are going to be things from last semester that I am sort of repackaging for you guys, and that is purposeful. It's not that I have run out of material. It's that these, the things that I'm talking about, I feel, are so important that one time around doesn't just do its service. You know, we've I've seen research that says we need to be exposed to something like seven times before we really truly commit it to memory, and... I think the audio nature of podcasts makes it easier that it doesn't take seven times. But still, the, the very best podcasts that I find I learn the most from are the ones where the person has sort of a set of values or principles that they try and promote on their podcast and sort of come up each week with a different way to sort of say the same thing but in a different way because that different way might get through to different people. And even if it doesn't, you're still going to kind of maybe have a different perspective. Um, so that's why you're going to see some of the titles are, are sort of similar. I mean, the goal of the podcast is going to remain the same. Um, you're going to set a goal, hopefully this week. And I would really like to recommend to people that the goal be something that's sort of attainable in the next three months. You know, something that you could do by the end of this semester. I don't want it to be, you know, this far-reaching you know, down the road three-year goal that I kind of discussed doing the big goal last semester. Um, and the reason for that is the the research is showing that I, the more I read of it, is showing that shorter-term goals work better. So, yeah, it's nice to kind of have an idea of where you want to be, but let's try and think of where you want to be in the next three months and then start to think about the things you could do in the next couple of days to start to get there. Uh, so, yeah, so I have a rough outline of shows up at the blog, or I'm going to by the time this episode is published. Um, I have a few question marks, as I said, but at least if you want to take a look uh, to see what I have planned, uh, you can uh, visit the website, uh, collegestudentsuccesspodcast.com, or I probably will also post it at Facebook, facebook.com slash college student success podcast and you can check out the ideas that i have planned you comment on them let me know what you think uh again i'd really like to hear what you guys think i am probably going to have an element of the show moving forward i don't have one for this week since the school hasn't started uh returning to one, something i tried last semester where i had sort of an, an idea um you know, a question of the week that I took from Reddit or a listener. So if you have questions, again, send them to the email address located in the show notes. Okay, so this is the first episode of the semester, which means it's goal setting time, right? Last semester, if you think back, I had a goal that I did not, I set in the beginning and then sort of abandoned a few weeks in and really just made my goal to you know do get the podcast out to you and and finish out the year and and 
complete the semester as I had hoped. And I did that. So I was pretty proud of myself. But in a way, I kind of felt like that was a cop out for you guys. Uh, So I have something a little more ambitious that I'm going to set as my goal for this year. Uh, But I'm going to wait until the end of the show to talk about that. What I am going to talk about today is something that I've just kind of had in my head for over a year now. I've been toying around with it. I don't even really know what to call it, but I have a name for it for today's show. Um, the, the five things that I think about whenever I'm trying to make a decision um, or kind of set a, a, a roadmap for myself uh, and make some decisions in my life. So we're going to call them Derek's Five Factors. <laughs> yeah, great name, right? Um, I was thinking about trying to do something like an anagram um, and make each of the the words that I'm about to talk about make you know spell out a word or, or a silly sentence. I came up with a silly sentence I'll share at the end of uh, after I'm done talking about them. But I don't know. Uh, maybe you guys have a suggestion, but. Anyway, I've been developing these factors informally over the last year as a way to determine if you're on the right path when setting a goal or sort of making a decision. Um, The reassurance can be what you need in order to push through when you struggle, and it can help you sort of figure out where the red flags might be. Um, And that's something to kind of not discourage you from following through that goal, but just to be aware of when you're planning and what you might be in store for. Um, when thinking about the goal that you're going to set this semester, um, the homework for tonight, for this week is going to be to apply these five factors to that goal and see if it jives. Um, so let's talk about the factors, and then I'll kind of apply them to different examples that I have for you guys. Um, I was inspired to do this listening to a, a podcast that I listen to quite often called Investable Wealth, um, the Wealth Setting Podcast. Uh, if anyone's interested in, in learning how the economy works, I highly recommend it. The host, John Pugliano, is amazing at being able to break down very complex topics like the economy and, if you know, the things you're hearing about in the world if you just kind of randomly tune into a news station here or there and hear things like, you know, Fed interest rate or whatnot. Um, so he talked about uh, sort of a three-principle way that he looks at problems and trends and things from a detective standpoint. And he referenced the Hardy Boys, which was um, probably a little older than some of my listeners, but is a series of detective books from probably the 60s that I just devoured when I was younger. And he talked about method, um, opportunity, and motive. And so I was like, you know what? This is very similar to what I think about when I do my five factors. So I'm going to introduce them this week, you know, week one, which is episode 31 of the podcast. And maybe we can kind of return to them over the course of the semester and people can tell me what they think of them, if they've been able to apply them and gotten any success or sort of been able to disprove uh, them in some way. All right. So these are my five factors that I kind of consider whenever trying to make a decision or set a goal. Factor one is one that I talked about a lot last semester, passion. I talked about passion and will continue to talk about passion. I'm very passionate about passion. Um, You need something to help you drive the process when your body just wants to give up, right? You are, you know, working late at night and you're on a deadline and your body is just saying, oh, let's just go to fucking sleep and it's that passion that burns inside you that's that it is whatever you're working on to say no i really want to get this done let me just push myself a little further Uh, passion is sort of where everything originates from and that's why it's the first factor um he i listened uh actually i read an article a couple months ago that (laughs) the title would lead you to think i would not agree with the article but i actually thought it was awesome um To me, passion is where you start thinking about your goals. And this article kind of helped me answer the question that I often will hear when people talk about passion. Like, I don't know where, I don't know how to tap into it or how can my passion of, I'm going to use my example, fantasy baseball actually lead me to goal setting, right? Um, So I... I'm going to read you a, an excerpt from an article, as I said, that I read a few months ago about passion. The article's author is named Mark Manson, 
and he is just a blogger. Uh, he writes about some interesting stuff. Uh, so let me find where I have it here. And here's the quote from his article titled, Screw Finding Your Passion. The common complaint among a lot of people is that they need to find their passion. I call it bullshit. You already found your passion, you're just ignoring it. Seriously, you're awake 16 hours a day, what the fuck are you doing with your time? You're doing something, obviously, you're talking about something, there's some topic or activity or idea that dominates a significant amount of your free time, your conversations, your web browsing, and it dominates them without you consciously pursuing or looking for it. It's right there in front of you, you're just avoiding it. For whatever reason, you're avoiding it. You're telling yourself, oh, well, yeah, I love comic books, but that doesn't count. You can't make money with comic books. Uh, fuck you, have you even tried? The problem is not a lack of passion for something. The problem is productivity. The problem is perception. The problem is acceptance. The problem is the, oh, well, that's just not a realistic option. Or, mom and dad would kill me if I tried to do that. They say I should be a doctor. Or, that's crazy, you can't buy a BMW with the money you're going to make doing that. The problem isn't passion. It's never passion. It's priorities. So again, Mark Manson uh, from his article, which I will link to in today's show notes. Pretty powerful. I love it because I agree it should not be that hard at all to answer the question, what are you passionate about? Yet that's what students in particular seem to have a hard time acknowledging sometimes. Let me take you back to 1998. <laughs> um, and you know what my passions were in 1998? 1998, I was a junior in at Rutgers pursuing my undergraduate degree. I was living away, you know, so I had had a couple years under my belt. I had kind of developed friendships. I had found my crowd. And you know what my passions were? I, I thought back and thought about this for a while, and, and there were three that came to my mind. Uh, the first one is writing. So I was really into writing. I was an English major. Uh, poetry was my focus. I had a um, specialization in creative writing, so I was into poetry at the time. So that was one of my passions, and I knew this because I would sit up at, in the middle of the night and just get you know that creative spark and, and write. Uh, it didn't matter what time of day. It could have been in the middle of class. I really felt that, and because I had never had it before, I could tell it was different. I had a real passion for music. Um, I was ex ex um, I was discovering a lot of bands at that particular time in my life due to the people that I lived with, and it was really exciting to me to kind of find new bands that would eventually become popular. So um, indie music at that time... Um, band like Modest Mouse, which I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of because they are no longer indie. <laughs> um, they are a band that I had discovered in this like 1997-ish, 98 time that I just fell in love with and, you know, was, was all about trying to find other bands like that. So writing, I was into music and I was, ex and I was into experimenting with psychedelics um, related to the first two, writing and music. So... Uh, I feel like I should have a disclaimer here that I don't think that this is a good thing to be passionate about. Um, especially, you know, here's my disclaimer about, you know, people that have um, mental health issues, especially people that take medications, should really think long and hard before using any kind of um, powerful psychedelic Um I had not so pleasant experiences at times, um, but overall the positive ones outweighed that, and that's why I continued to experiment. Um, but those were those were my passions at the time, and so I don't really have a hard time admitting it. Um, it but my passion was not to graduate college or become a teacher, as I kind of had this faint idea maybe I'd like to do that. But it wasn't my passion. Um, I didn't really have any other goals for myself at that time that I was super passionate about. I was an English major. I was going to college because it was expected of me, and my parents just assumed that I should do it. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do with my life, but I did know what I was passionate about. So with this being said, you know, passions change. I no longer have passions for, the, for those things, you know, a little bit for music. But I don't write poetry anymore. I don't experiment with psychedelics anymore. 
Uh, it's just a byproduct of the things I was experiencing at the time, the interactions I was having with people in my life that were really influential on me. Uh, it's cool. It's okay for passions to change. And it's okay to not be passionate about school. <laughs> Though I would not recommend to my son or daughter at this point in today's world to do what I did regarding college 20 years ago and just go because it's what's expected of you. I know you guys, a lot of you are in that situation, but now having experienced it and knowing where I think the future of education is going to be in another 20 years, um, I think that expectation will change. So, so that's my little spiel on passion. Um, I want the goal for your, the next three months of your life when you sit down and listen to this podcast to involve some kind of passion in your life. Um, so I, you know, had this passion for, you know, online learning and it's taken me um, to lead. It's led me to my goal, which I'm going to share again at the end of this, um, at the end of today's podcast. I was at an online learning conference uh, last week right after I had gotten back from a long vacation of being off from work. It was great. Get back and I get to go to a conference. And I think I've talked about this before. I, I kind of hate conferences <laughs> typically. I find them kind of boring, um, a lot of glad handing, you know, just the networking, just it doesn't jive with the way I like to network. Um, and I went to this online learning conference and it was like, a music festival for my fucking mind. You know, I, I ran around there like, oh, I want to go to this workshop. Oh, but it's competing with this workshop. And I was like, shit, I wish I could go to both. What, what the fuck? Maybe I'll just go to both. And I would, you know, sit through the first one and then get up and, you know, leave halfway through and sit in on the second half of the other one um, just to get the material or kind of get the exposure. Um, so I know I'm on the right track with my passions when I feel that way, you know, and I never felt that way at a, in a conference before. Um, but that's the way it should feel, right? Um, it's so hard. You know, I've been going to conferences for a long time, and that's the first one that that's ever happened to me. So, I, you know, it's not easy sometimes. But, uh, you know, it definitely leads me to think I'm on the right track. All right, let's get into factor two, which is going to be value. And I went to Webster online, Merriam-Webster, good old Mr. Webb, uh, and got a definition for you of value because I just want to all be on the same page here. So value is a couple of things. Uh, the amount of money that something is worth. It could be something that can be bought for a low or fair price. Or it could describe usefulness or importance. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but for the people that have listened to most of the podcast, you ever noticed last semester that more often or not at the end of the semester, I tended to close something with something like, uh, I hope you found some value in today's episode. You can go back and listen. I do do it. I, I swear. And I never actually planned to, but I just kind of borrowed that or should I say stole it from a podcaster I used to listen to a while back. Uh, his name is Leslie Samuel and his show, his podcast is called Learning with Leslie. His website is becomeablogger.com. Great podcast for anyone who wants to, you guessed it, become a blogger. Uh, and I'm not, you know, by trade a blogger. So I just listened to it because I it sounded interesting and I had gotten something out of the first few episodes and his sort of focus changed from the beginning to where it's at now. But uh, he's a cool guy to listen to. But he would always say that at the end of his show. I hope you got some value out of today's episode. And I like that line because it really illustrates for me what I want this podcast to bring to you. You know, look back at that definition. I want this podcast that is useful. I want it to be useful and important to you in your life. Um, it is something that can be bought for a fair or low price, right? Not charging anything for it. So it's definitely a value in that respect. But I also hope that it is valuable to you. You know, um, I'm not going to ask you to place an amount of money on it. You know, I'm not, I don't solicit donations or anything. So I, you can't put the, the price of something on, you know, like a podcast. But think about something in your life that has value to you. Let's leave out the priceless items, you know. Um, you know, that thing that you're... you're <laughs> your son or daughter made or your, you know, that handmade thing. Let's, let's, you know, I know those are valuable in terms of sentimental value, but let's think, let's get materialistic for a second. We're always saying that's a bad thing, but I want you to think of something in your life that has a lot of value to you. 
I'm going to talk about my blender for the next couple of minutes. <laughs> um, I know, bear with me, but my blender is something that I find really fucking valuable, right? So let me talk to you about this for a second. So one of the more successful habits that I've been able to incorporate in my life, and it's it's really one of the 80-20 things. It's one of those 20% things that has like 80% of value to me uh, in terms of the export. It's been making smoothies. So I am probably like a lot of you guys, I don't eat a lot of fruit and vegetables day to day. Um, I'm, I'm not averse to them. It's just, I don't know. I just, the way that I cook and stuff, it's, I don't know. I don't, I wasn't getting a lot of them and my wife had agreed. So we were like, she just, she was the one that originated this. She was like, we tried this green smoothie challenge for, for one month and we really liked it. And at the end of the month, we had learned about a bunch of different blends, you know, basic blends involving, um, some kind of green, you know, lettuce or spinach or kale, uh, you know, whatever fruit you had on, had on hand, um, some herbs, and then a few add-ons. So I would add like chia seed and almond milk or almond butter. Um, freaking great. So this is something I've been able to kind of work into my routine. Not every day, because sometimes I don't have the fruit. More often or not, I do though. Um, sometimes I just don't have the time, but I was sick last week and I had, I was like, oh, I gotta have a smoothie. And I was just like, I felt instantly better. And it's like all those natural vitamins are awesome. So when I got into the smoothie craze, we had this shitty old blender. And you know, when you blend a lot of ice, blenders tend not to last that long, especially the cheap crappy ones that you buy for 30 bucks on Amazon. So it was around my birthday beforehand and I was like looking through the Costco, uh, you know, the thing you get in the mail that has all the coupons and they were, they had one of these Vitamix blenders. So I started reading cause I, had, I knew I have some f- chef friends or cook friends that, you know, have talked about their Vitamix in the past. Like it's this, like their favorite, um, appliance. And I'm like, your blender is your favorite appliance. Really? No love for the toaster, you know, come on. Um, so I did some research and everyone truly does love their Vitamix. So they're fucking expensive, you know, and I would never justify if I didn't use it um, multiple times a week buying myself a Vitamix. But I asked for one for my birthday and lo and behold, my wife truly does love me and got me a Vitamix. And it is one of the more valuable things that I use in my life every day to me. Um, it represents, you know, being in a healthy mindset and having this this routine that's really helped me out, not just with getting my vitamins, but I just feel better in the morning when I have a smoothie, you know, and I put like three or four servings of vegetables and fruits in there. And I'm like, I'm good for like, you know, breakfast and lunch in terms of like my nutrition. Um, so it really is uh, something that I would encourage to everybody. Um, so that's the story on my blender, and that's value. So we have passion, value, and then we have factor three, which is leverage. Leverage is something some might be a little hard to conceptualize. So let's return to Webster for a moment and define leverage. Leverage is the influence or power used to achieve a desired result. Leverage is the increase in force gained by using a lever, right? So that's where the word comes from, lever gives you leverage. Um, So the second definition is a good way to illustrate what leverage is, right? If you have, you know, been on a seesaw, you can understand what leverage is, right? The heavier person on a seesaw has the leverage. Um, Because, and somebody that is not too strong can use a lever um, to lift weight beyond what they would normally be able to lift. They sort of, you know, leverage the lever. Um, So leverage is something that I think about a lot in terms of, it's talked about a lot in the financial sector. Um, But the first definition is what I want you to think about when considering your goal this semester. And I'll return to that. The influence or power used to achieve the desired result. So let me explain, let me give you an example of leverage. When I made the decision to set the goal to, to make this podcast, right? I actually ran these five factors through my head when I, when I did that pot, when I was like, should I make the podcast? Should I go ahead and start it for the September? I decided to do it. So let me run through what we did already. Passion, right? 
I knew I was passionate about it. I have a passion for listening for, to podcasts, definitely. I listen to them every day for at least an hour, usually more. Um, so I have the passion. The value in giving, in a podcast was pretty evident um, in that you could produce something that I think people could get value out of. Um, but it was also a, a value way for me to get the material out as opposed to you know, writing a blog or doing video with editing and stuff like this just worked for me. And then I thought about leverage. So leverage, what I thought about was long term, you know, I think about when I think about leverage in goal setting, how might I be able to leverage this podcast to help me down the line? Right. Um, And I thought about how if I was able to kind of be successful with this, I would sort of become a little bit known, right? And you kind of develop um, this reputation in a sense of like this idea you're a subject matter expert in something, right? And my little niche is this, you know, college students with mental health issues and my thing is is goal attainment. Um, So I was really looking to kind of establish myself in, in in this field, in this space. And I thought that a, a podcast would be a, one good way, among other ways, it's not the only thing you can do, to kind of give yourself a presence. So I might be able to leverage this into a, a bigger presence in the future in my field, and it might be able to lead to good things, right? Somebody's thinking about hiring me, I have the podcast down on my resume, and somebody's like intrigued by that because maybe they listen to podcasts too, and they're like, wow, you listen to podcast? you do a podcast? That might be the thing that hires you over anything else, um, you know, your degree or the experience you have working, just because it might really jive with whatever that company is, is invested in, you know. So think about your goal in terms of what, what it could get you down the line. And again, this may not apply to everybody's goal. Uh, leverage is probably the most difficult factor to define and may not be present or necessary with all goals, right? Your goal might be to just learn ballet and you're passionate about it and you find it to be valuable in your life because it, you know, it, it's a healthy thing for you to do and it's, you're not going to leverage it into anything. You know, it's not going to, you're not going to you have sights of being a dancer one day or anything like that, but um, it's something to consider, I think, with other types of decisions and it's like this like long-term thought process of like what I see what the value in the immediate payout in say two or three months would be but if I could actually do this what might it lead to down the road Um, you can use the goal to sort of put yourself in a better position all right so let's review so the first three factors the Derek's five factors we got passion value and leverage now we come to the last two the final two I call the abilities so factor four we have accountability Accountability is something I talked a lot about last semester. I don't know if I actually framed it as, you know, being accountable. Um, I may not have used that word as much, but whenever I discuss the importance of writing down your goals or the steps that you're going to take to achieve them, that's personal accountability. When I talk about telling other people what you plan to do, you know, that's accountability is like, hey, guess what? I'm, I decided I'm going to, you know, lose 20 pounds. You know, when you put that out there to somebody, it's like becomes more real. Um, When I urge you to kind of have a planner or calendar to organize your all your obligations, you guess it. That's accountability. Your planner is your accountability partner. It's something that I just find so crucial to ensuring that you take action on your goals. You have the passion, right? We've done we started with that with factor one. And it usually takes more than that. Saying the goal out loud, writing it down, talking about it with friends, posting about it on Facebook. These are actions that make the thing that you're trying to obtain more real. And then it's more easier, I'm sorry, it's far more easier, I should say, to feel okay about letting yourself down rather than letting other people down that you care about, right? So if, if you never actually voice the goal and then decide not to follow through on it, you'll really only let yourself down. And most people are like fine with letting themselves down when compared to the idea of letting someone else down. So it's like this idea of I want to lose 20 pounds and you put it out there. And then two months later, you really haven't done anything. And your friend comes up to you and says, hey, I thought, hey, what's going on? I, you know, with the, the fitness goal, you're going to feel really shitty, right? So that urge to not feel shitty 
can be a huge factor. I mean, it is for me. Accountability is huge. Um, it helped me with my quitting smoking, uh, which I think I talked about. Um, the first time around, I quit smoking in earnest. I did it um, with two of my closest friends, one of which actually is going to be responsible for the podcast music at the end of today's show. Um <laughs> And so he and I and another friend all decided to quit smoking at the same time. And we did. And then we all went back. <laughs> um, and the second time I quit, which is the, the final time, I hope, uh, was now six years ago, going on six years, was with my wife right after we got married. And we were like, what the hell are we doing? We got this whole life ahead of us. Why are we going to fuck it up with cigarettes? And we quit. And I have not had a cigarette since. And it, it's really more about letting her down <laughs> Uh, than letting myself down, and that's kind of sad in a way. But whatever gets the whatever gets the goal done, right? Um, so, when change is brewing up in your head, even if you've made the firm decision and you haven't put it out there, it's still only an idea. Uh, when you put it out there to the world, that's when it goes from idea to goal, and actually you begin to move, make the movement, the trek upward. So. Um, Someone I've been listening to a great deal since ending with you last month has been Gary Vanderchuk. Uh, he's big into passion. He's like a media guy. Uh, he's really into social media. He has a um, media group, Vander Media. Uh, and his goal, he talks about it all the fucking time, is to one day buy the New York Jets, the football team. Um, it's all he ever talks about. And I suspect part of that is it's an accountability tactic to keep him on time, on point, right? He is all about hustle and outworking people. And when he talks about buying the Jets all the time, I think it drives him to be like, yes, and I'm not going to let myself down because I told everybody I'm going to do it, so I better fucking do it. Um, so I really like that about him. He's somebody that I would uh, really recommend people check out if they're interested in you know, making money by being savvy with social media because there's a lot of money to be made out there. You know, think about it. It's like, you come to me, my passion is Facebook. Your passion is Facebook? Great. Because you can make a lot of money on Facebook. Oh my God, so much money. So, all right, that is accountability. And now let us take us into the fifth factor, the final factor, the second ability. We got accountability and then we have sustainability. So if, if accountability is making sure the progress begins to happen, you know, by writing it down, saying it out loud, sustainability is making sure that you set yourself up for success in the most efficient way possible. So when I talk about the importance of habits and routines last semester, I'm really talking a lot about sustainability, right? Um, think about, you know, the, the big paper example, right? Um, a lot of you are probably like, I can write a paper the night before and be fine and get a good grade, and that's the way I do it. It's like, okay, that may be sustainable for you. Um, it's not for me. A more sustainable model for doing a paper is to kind of set aside a little bit of time each day or on certain days um, or each week, depending on the amount of time I have for the paper, but really have it as part of my routine as something that I work on intermittently over the course of a period of time. And that is what works for me um, in terms of being able to sustain my effort over time and make it something that's not super big of a deal. Uh, it's the factor, sustainability is a factor I think about most when considering 80-20, right? Um, for you guys, I've mentioned this a few times already. Um, the Pareto principle is what you want to Google if you don't know what 80-20 is. The 80-20 rule is basically saying um, for every, there's always, for whatever you're trying to, you know, the inputs, there's always 20% of the most important stuff that leads to 80% of the outcome. Um, so if you can identify what that 20% that's most important in your life that gets you 80% of the results, um, that's what you want to focus on. Um, it's really probably the most important thing I learned last year, all, you know, is this idea that like we spin our wheels doing things that we feel like we need to be productive. So let me do this thing. But when we actually sit, stand back and take a look, it's like that really, that's really, that thing doesn't really actually lead to much in my life other than feeling like I did something. 
Um, so you got to automate that shit or delegate it to somebody else or just kind of figure out a way to minimize those things and bear down and see what's that, what's the step. And it's usually the things that are the scariest I've been finding, the 20%. Um, but you do them, you try them, action cures fear, right? We said that a lot. That was, that's been my motto for 2015. Um, I really found the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule to have helped me just be more efficient. So I spend less time and get more done. Okay. So that is sustainability. So let's run through the five factors one more time. So we got passion. It's the why behind the goal. It all starts with passion. Um, Factor two, value. It's what the goal should bring to you. Uh, Leverage is referring to smart goal planning, which can lead to a better potential payoff down the road. Accountability gets you to start to take action on the goal. Sustainability makes those actions meaningful and part of an efficient routine. So it's P-V-L-A-S. Passion, value, leverage, accountability, sustainability. Pluvless. Or a silly sentence to help you remember, Peter visits ladies, always sexy. All right. With that in mind, what's your goal for this semester? All right. So we're going to wrap up now. Um, It's all about the passion, really, is rule number one. Um, Even if one or more of the other factors that I talked about earlier today don't fit right now, make sure that one fits. All right. When you think about this goal that you're going to set with me and with all of our listeners, and we're going to work on this shit, and we're going to get this shit done. All right. Um, so let's try and make the goal a smart goal. You know, if you've read, or I'm sure you've, a lot of people have heard smart goals. It's an abbreviation. S M A R T stands for specific. It should be a specific goal. It should be measurable. It should be action oriented. It should be realistic and it should be timely. So speaking of timely, we already know the time frame, right? If you're going to be working on this with me, I'm, I'm recommending you you set a goal that takes about three months or so to achieve. Um, so I picked this time frame, as I had mentioned a little earlier, based on the research that I've been reading and, you know, the power of habits and rituals and sort of how they, they convalesce. Um, so let's get to my goal. So I had sort of hinted a little bit at it uh, in last semester. I had talked about Tim Ferriss and his book, The 4-Hour Workweek. And it really had a huge impact on me. And it got me thinking back to a goal I had, not a goal, but this is, again, like before I had kind of voiced it, it was just something in my head. It was an idea. (laughs) It was not a goal. This idea kind of just brewing in my head. I was always thinking for my interest in online learning, I wonder, I should develop a course, like an online course, about how to take online courses or online classes, you know, for college credit online classes that you see in major universities. I'm thinking more about those type of classes than um, like the MOOC style classes you might see on a site like Coursera, you know, open learning. Um, I'm thinking about the people that are registered in colleges and taking online classes, especially ones that are taking them for the first time and don't know what the fuck to do. Um, It seems like the calendar argument I made in, in other episodes and that I used to make in, when I talked with people to say, nobody ever, you never sat down and took a, a class called Calendaring 101, right? Um, most people don't take a time management class, right? We're supposed to pick those things up on our own or we're supposed to be taught them by the people in our lives that raise us. You know, there's this impression I got with a lot of the people that I, I met with as part of my research study that, you know, that they, those that struggle to kind of keep with up with appointments and whatnot, person would, you know, parent or a guidance counselor, somebody would just like take a calendar and throw it at them and be like, just use this calendar. And it's like, I don't know how to use a calendar. And it sounds stupid. Nobody wants to admit that they don't know how to actually use a calendar. And it, it's probably not exactly that. It's like they don't know how to make the calendar work for them. So I think that there's this this missing piece in online learning too. You know, I've done a lot of research on like, well, what do schools offer in terms of like an orientation to online learning? And it's like usually this one page text document of like, oh, you need to space out your time, you know, and um, make sure you're logging in X number of days a week. And it's just very general info, but it doesn't really talk about the mindset. 
change that needs to occur when you're taking an online class because you're already you're pre-programmed to treat it like a traditional class so my goal for this semester is to create an online course to help people take and succeed in online courses so if that is you i'm going to be putting up some info on uh collegestudentsuccesspodcast.com, the blog, for more information. Don't know when I'm going to get to that portion of it yet. Uh, I have been working feverishly on this goal since the beginning of the year. So I've, I've got a lot of the content for the course done. Uh, now I'm working on you know PowerPoints to sort of um, uh, you know illustrate what I'm talking about. So when I think about the five factors, you know, the online learning, as I mentioned, is definitely a passion for me. The the conference really reiterated it and solidified it for me. Value, I think this is going to be a tremendous value for the people that take it because I think it's going to help them in terms of them making this huge investment in college and then maybe just spending a few more dollars to figure out to actually have the right mindset to approach it. So it seems like it's going to be a good value to people. Um, I'm definitely going to leverage this into a little bit of a side hustle, sort of passive income stream. That's, you know, a big part of why I want to do this. The accountability is right here, guys, right? I'm talking about it with you. If I come back here in three months at the end of this podcast and I haven't done jack shit on this goal and I'm like, sorry, I didn't really get it much because I got this excuse and this happened, this happened, like... My credibility is fucking shot, right? Um, so I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that that does not happen. And that's going to start with when I get off of this um, podcast, when I get done with this, guess what I'm working on after this? How to ace an online class. <laughs> um, something like that is the working title. Um, so, and then the sustainability is just that, you know, you really do have to put in a lot of work when it comes to generating a passive income stream. It, it's a lot of work up front. Uh, and then the payoff later is like very little work because you can automate a lot. So the sustainability will be the automation process that comes after I put in the work in creating it. Um, so it definitely fits my five factors in my mind. Um, so that's my goal. You're going to hear more about it and there will be more info if you're actually interested in, in taking a course like this. Uh, it's probably going to be, you know, designed to run about two weeks or so. Um, so it's not going to be like a long commitment. Uh, and you can access it, you know, as you as you would, um, as you see fit. You know, if you have some time one day, and then you could skip it. You know, that's not going to be a requirement that you log in, um, you know, and that you miss content if you don't get to it. Um, so, hope to bring you guys a lot more info with that. All right. So, next week we have an awesome interview. I've already done the interview, so I can attest already to its awesomeness with Dr. Dan Tomasulo. So definitely check back next week uh, to check that out. I'm going to try and shoot for an interview every other week. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there, um, but I definitely have some really cool guests lined up, um, and especially one guest in particular that I'm going to hold off talking about right now, but I'm really excited because it's a hero of mine that I'm thinking I'm going to get the chance to interview and bring to you guys. Um yeah, check out the podcast, blog, as well as Facebook if you're interested in hearing more about the outline that I have set up for you guys for the semester over the next 15 weeks. <sighs> All right, it's been great. Uh, a 48-minute podcast. I've never done a podcast this long before, um, but this is something that I'm really, you know, really was interested in um, giving to you today. Uh I've been waiting to talk about my five factors for a long time. I know it's not research, and I'm typically more... You know, I tried to present the research on something, but this is just something that I want you guys to think about. So for your home exercise, as I, if I haven't already said it specifically, is to set your goal this week. Set your goal that's going to be something that's achievable over the next three months. I'm going to keep bringing you mental health strategies. I'm going to keep bringing you productivity tips, stuff that's rooted in psych rehab, stuff that's rooted in support education. Uh, stuff that belongs in the cognitive remediation space. You know, these are the things that I've, I have a lot of knowledge and expertise in and will continue to bring you little tips and tricks and strategies. And I'll be there every week in your ear kind of being like, guys, stay on that goal. Stay on that goal. Stay on that fucking goal. So this week, set your fucking goal. 
Um, try and apply those five factors to your goal and see where it where it jives and see where maybe you come up a little short. And that's just a red flag to be like, all right, that's something I need to be aware of. Um, with that, hey, man, great week. Have a great first week. Um, get to know those professors. Reach out. Just make sure they know who you are. Really a great suggestion, I think, in the beginning um, when there's really not too much to do. But get those syllabi. Um, transfer the material from your syllabus into your calendar this first week. Do this now to kind of like save the time later when you should be, you know, actually working on content. All right, guys. Take care. Peace. Peace.